0: Hello and welcome to The Lowdown from Pickletown. I'm your host, Aidan Gobride. Here's the deal. And so I'm sitting here with women's soccer player, Taylor Lewis, the goalkeeper for the team. Uh, thanks very much for coming in, Taylor. It's been nice to kind of, uh, talk to you because I've known you for a couple of years now. So, you know, and every time I've actually had a conversation with you, it's been really easy and easy to talk to you. So it's just been like having a conversation today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you came in here in two thousand and nineteen, correct? You were a transfer from Monroe College. Uh, you actually were national champions there, uh, and so, you know. I guess like what, what um what made you come to UMO? What made you transfer here?
1: Oh UMO, well when I first talked to um the coach here, UMO had a losing record, mm-hmm. right? So we were five and nine. I was just fresh off of a championship season at JUCO. Like I think that JUCO is one of the top programs in the country. You know, um honestly it was the culture that brought me in here. I had talked to a lot of coaches previously, and all of them really cared about oh yeah like we want to win like we get this 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 and this done like this is our facilities and I was like oh these sound great and then I talked to the coaching staff here and it was like I finally talked to a coaching staff that cared about you as a player as a person you know like as a student first so that was like one of the really big things because in the end of it you are an athlete, but after athletics, you are still a human being and a person that needs to like succeed and strive to be successful in society.
0: Yeah. So if you actually, you're, you're from Ohio um, and you, while you were in high school, one of the interesting things that I read is you actually played, you played three sports. You played golf, soccer and basketball. Do you think there was ever a potential chance that you would have played another one of the sports or was it always going to be soccer?
1: Yeah, no, actually, soccer was a complete accident. I was not supposed to play soccer um, at all. It was supposed to be golf. And then towards my um, middle of my senior year of high school, I was like, man, like, I really just don't want to go to college. Like, I was pursuing a career in the military. And um, I believe it was seven days before a preseason started in 2017 for soccer. And I got a call from the coach. They had seen, like, a seven-second clip like, a highlight from high school in, like, 2015. It was the worst <laughs> clip ever. I don't even know how it worked out. And they said, yeah, we want to offer you a scholarship. Like, come play for us. And that was obviously Monroe College. So that's how I ended up there. And then big things happened. And now I'm at UMO. So, like, it's a big surprise to me.
0: Yeah, no. Um. So I'm actually going to read out some of your, some of your achievements <laughs> since coming here, uh, Taylor. Uh, you, so uh, you're a 2 times conference champion. Conference all-tournament team, all-conference second team, regular uh, season statistical champion in save percentage and goals against average, the uh, uh, USC all-region third team, the NCCSIA all-state first team, and you also in your first year won a Trojan Globe for the record-breaking performance. You had a phenomenal first year, Taylor. You really hit the ground running and... uh, you know, I I think it's, it's you know, when you look at those stats, obviously you can see why you had such a good first year. I mean, it was a, a level of consistency. And I think that 2019 team was, like, across the board, very, very strong. But I think you were that kind of figurehead at the back of the field that, like, kind of done a lot of things that maybe were eventually noticed towards the end, uh, obviously with winning the Trojan uh, Globe for that record-breaking performance. But I think a lot of the time goal, goalkeeper's jobs got a bit unnoticed in soccer. And that's not to like say anything bad about the other players in the field, but um do you feel that the goalkeeper role like is important, obviously?
1: Yeah, but you're right, it does go unnoticed, but a lot of the times it's like uh it's very rewarding, mm-hmm. you know, because we are essentially a big part of the team, but the smallest part of the team as yeah. well. You know, like we're the only person on the team that can use their hands inside the box. Yeah. Um when it comes down to it, there's a shot and then we have one chance to make that save you know so I really enjoy the pressure of it <laughs> most of the time most of the, of the time, time. <laughs> sometimes it gets a bit uh scary but uh yeah I think that being the goalkeeper is a great position
0: yeah no I think it's like obviously I mean like at the end of the day it's you're it's, it, there is that pressure I attached like, you know, when you're one on one sometimes with players like the other the other night you were one and one with a player and you took it you took a <laughs> knee to the back, took a bit of a sore one. So I think there always is a hint of kind of like not necessarily danger attached, but there's a kind of a lot of the time you have to kind of run into a challenge just to prevent a goal from happening. So, you know, I th- I have a great respect for the kind of goalkeeper role within uh, within the game. So we obviously talked about your first year and how you had such a good first year the second year was obviously, I think everyone you know calls it the COVID year. Um, and I think it's fair to say, I hope you don't mind me saying, it was not necessarily a drop-off, but I think there maybe was a bit of a drop in performance from you. Um, could you maybe talk a little bit about that? Like You can be as descriptive as you want. You can be as quick and to the point as you want. Like Kind of delve into that a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, you're correct in saying that there was a drop-off. There was a very noticeable drop-off. Um, I think coming off of 2019... There was like such a high off of winning that championship. And then there's also this huge, immense amount of pressure to perform at the same level that you did. And um, there was just a lot of competition. Um, I was going through some stuff at home, uh, personal life, and uh, everything just got to me. And I wasn't able to just focus on the sport, which is what I was usually able to do. So that was very tough for me. Having that twenty twenty season, well, the covid season twenty twenty one spring, <laughs> yeah. and um knowing that I wasn't the player that I was in twenty nineteen and trying to like fight with myself, saying, "How do you get this person back like how can you still be the player that you were, and not only the player, how can it be the person that I was as well because a lot of this is just uh the way that you're feeling has a lot to do with how you play,
0: yeah i mean i i I know exactly where you're coming from. I mean, I, 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 th- I think mental health is like one of the most important things when it comes to sport these days. I think I think it is getting better, and how it's recognised. Um, I still think we have a long way to go. Um, but for me, my 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 issues when I was younger came from feelings of failure. Um, you know, there was a level of expectation when I decided to come stateside, and it just you know, just didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. I mean, I've enjoyed every minute of being out here, but I, uh, I, you know, I went through surgeries. I went through injury after injury that I'd never experienced when I was back home in Scotland. And I just, I couldn't handle the idea of not being the athlete that I once was. And that came, what came with that was a feeling of, you know, failing people. Because everyone back home had this high expectation that I was going to go out there and I was going to become some professional runner, and, and, you know, I don't think people realize how tough the mental side is of it. Like, physical was... It was always difficult with the surgeries and stuff, as you know. Like, you know, you obviously took a sore one to the back. Physical problems can be dealt with. I feel better than a mental problem. The mental side of things is really, really important. How, how important do you think it is?
1: I also agree that it is very important, you know, talking about the physical side of things. Those are, like, um, things that you can see that are wrong. You know, you can go to an athletic trainer, just as I'm going to Mark, and he's (laughs) trying to fix up my back to be able to play. Um, You know, you walk with a limp or, you know, you have a hurt shoulder, your ankle, stuff like that. Um, But the mental side of things is something that you really can't see. And uh, oftentimes it goes unnoticed with athletes. So, you know, they can look great on the field, great physical condition. And then next thing you notice, like, they've just dropped off completely. And um, there's not much that people talk about with that. Um, Mental health in sports is, honestly, is huge. There's so much pressure for all of us to feel like we have to, like, excel. And just like you said, the pressure of not failing your people, like, back in Scotland, you know. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, I think, uh, you know, that, like, like I did mention, it is getting better, but would you still say that there's a kind of kind of bad stigma surrounding mental health and sports
1: oh absolutely um i think uh there's really one thing one team sorry professional team in the united states that talks about mental health and uh that is the u.s Women's national team the soccer team yep and um all the other teams they just focus on sports this and that but if you don't if you're not mentally there yeah there's going to be problems and you know like i've been dealing with mental health issues for years since I've been 13 years old I'm now 22 so nine years difference and I've played sports throughout that entire time you know three sports golf soccer basketball and everything that went into it had to do with my mental health was I mentally prepared for this game like what what type of day was I having all of that like you have to learn like how to embrace it honestly, yeah. and people just want to say, "Oh, how do you forget it and focus on the sport?" But we really have to learn how to embrace our mental health, yeah, in order to excel.
0: I mean, I, I, my uh, when I was going through, because mine's just kind of came up. mine was very rapid, and a bit different from you in the sense that I, ha- you know, I was, you know, I had really, I had no issues with my mental health until I was about nineteen. And it was, it was when it just, it hit me very, very quickly. It was like a train and uh, I started realizing how important it was for me to be mentally okay. Cause I think when everything's going well physically, or at least that's what it was for me, there was no reason for me to be, you know, kind of feeling the way I was feeling. Um, but, you know, you, you spoke about coping methods. Um, how did you kind of, how do you kind of, you said embrace it, but how did, how do you kind of best cope with things when things get tough?
1: I do a couple of different things. I do um, like to journal. I really feel like getting those thoughts in your head that could be, you know, like bad or passive or something that you don't necessarily want to think about in depth in that moment. You just like jot it down, write down, you know, three good things that you did that day, three good mm-hmm. things like how you're feeling and maybe like focus on one of the bad things that you're feeling and try to dive into, okay, well, how am I feeling this way and what can I do to not feel that way? And for me, it's... It is a sport. Honestly, I have learned that I do not have mental health issues because of the sport, but my mental health issues are better because I get the opportunity to just play that sport.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, for me, I I'm not whole without my sport. I feel uh, there's a missing. I always t- the way that I describe it to people is, your life is like a jigsaw puzzle, and when a jigsaw pu- uh, sorry, when one of the puzzle pieces is missing. It's not complete, and so without the sport, I feel very um different. I'm a different person. You know, you can see it on my face when I'm when I'm going through a, an injury or something, and I'm not able to do the thing that I love doing. It's very noticeable, and uh, for me, that was like a three-year time period where, you know, I remember my friends and my family were notice notice uh, notice that there was issues going on there. Um, and I didn't realise that until it was taken away from me how important it was in my life to be able to do sport. Like, for me, my coping mechanism is as crazy as it sounds is just going out a, a big, long run by myself. Yeah. Because I can just kind of get out there, get into the fresh air and just be on my own with my own thoughts. And when that's not there, I just... I'm not mentally in the right place. And uh, I think I think people don't realize just how important a place you know something that you've been doing like you said you've been dealing with this since you were 13 you've also been playing sports probably your whole life when 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 it's taken away from you it's like a piece of you is missing and so you know how do you as as, as a student athlete when there's like other people that kind of come in like freshmen and stuff obviously you are a senior here how do you think it's the best way to kind of educate others but at the same time how would you help a teammate that's struggling themselves
1: yeah for sure um definitely being an upperclassman we we have this big um impact that we could have on our underclassmen so freshmen always coming in or even transfers anyone I'm very open into talking about it like I if I notice that they're having a bad day I'll be like hey like are you okay like do you want to talk about it like is everything going all right at home? Um, How are you feeling? And then, like, maybe dive in a little bit and tell them a little bit personally about me, just to let them know that, hey, you're not alone in what you're going through. And just um, try to give them the resources. Like, there are people to talk to. You can talk to your teammates. You can talk to your coaches. Obviously, if something more serious is going on, you do need to, like, seek that professional help. But I also think the whole idea of, of Therapy for athletes is so stigmatized as well, you know. Um, Seeing a therapist is one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. There's that safe space. There's the no-judgment zone. Legitimate no-judgment zone. And you can just be yourself for that hour-time period and talk about you. Because Mm -hmm. really, as athletes who play team sports and all of that, one thing we do forget, too... focus on is us as people
0: i mean for me i i'll tell you right now in the most honest way um when i was going through when it when it began for me i was very very against going to see a therapist because i didn't think that you know there would be like i didn't think it would help me i really didn't think it would help me and uh but what i realized quickly is basically I bottle everything up and the stress of sport and the stress of bottling everything up, what actually made me feel better was talking about it. Like, and that's why, you know, people say it's it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to talk about this. You don't have to hide it. Right. Like, there are so many other people that are going through similar situations to you. And so, you know... When I went for the first time, I really went in with a bad mindset. I went in thinking this is not going to work for me. And then, as soon as I started speaking, when I left my first session, I realised I'd got it all off my chest how yeah. I'd been feeling. And and you are right; there is a stigma attached to it, and I was part of that stigma before. Um, so, you know, you talk. We've talked so much about the mental health side of things. Um, how 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 critical do you think? Because I I hope you don't mind me saying you've had a fantastic return to form this year. I've seen what I kind of say is that 2019 Taylor again, like she's starting to come back. That phrase is starting to come back too. (laughs) I've heard it a
1: couple of times.
0: So what do you you think with regards to your mental health uh, maybe improving a little bit? Do you think that has a lot to do with
1: it? 100% that has a lot to do with it. 2021 in the spring, I was trying to handle things on my own again. You know, I go through these bits and periods where it's like, no, no, I got it. Like, I don't need anything. Like, I don't need to take my medication. Uh, I don't need to see anybody. I don't need to talk about it. I just need to grind, grind, grind. But now I focus on kind of finding that balance. Like, hey, get in this routine. You know, wake up every morning, take your medication. Um, Every week, talk to your therapist. You know, like, talk to your family at home. Talk to your friends. Let them know. And just as the same feeling that you had of, like, getting that weight off of your chest um, it really does make me a lighter soccer player on the field. You know, there's more clear headspace to where I can fully give, <clears throat> excuse me, fully give that 90 minutes, yeah, everything that I have, like fully locked in. And I think that's what 2019 Taylor had, and I'm very excited to have her back.
0: Yeah, that's, and I think we're all excited and happy that she's back, also, especially with it being your obviously your last year here. Uh, is it your last year? Or are you going to come? Come back
1: no, nah, this, this, this is it this is this is my last rodeo this is it.
0: here. This <laughs> is it. the last dance, <laughs> but um, listen, Taylor. It's been very nice talking to someone else who you know understands, and I think that does help um you know when things get tough, you know, it's nice to talk to other people that have been through similar situations um and so listen, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for coming on. I uh, wish you the best for the rest of the season.
1: thank you. I hope uh, your season goes well, <laughs> thank you. This has been The Lowdown
0: from Pickletown. We'd just like to give special thanks to the University of Mount Olive's music department. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.